shouting like a madman, looked like Mr. Clean. The next thing he said was, Slime in the ice machine. I said, Slime in the ice machine. He said, Slime in the ice machine. He said, Filthy utensils and roaches on the floor, small food in the freezer, mouse droppings by the door, and Slime in the ice machine. Hello everybody, it is April 30th, 2021, and today the H stands for hat. Well, specifically, ass hat. Just a totally random aside. Apparently, somebody said for the first time ever, I, the, the AOS has only been composed like this for like 10 years, so I guess it's not that crazy of an accomplishment. But for a brief moment, the, uh, the standings of the AL West were the A's, the Mariners, the, the the Houston Astros, the Angels, and then the Texas Rangers, which, if you line their letter logos up, spells asshat. So I figure better, uh, what better thing to start off on than, uh, than a little good old little asshat. Now, also, it is absolutely, completely storming outside, so I'm trying to get this done really, really early in the morning before I lose my power. So if there is an abrupt glitch, I'll add a little sound effect or a little visual of a like a TV turning off, the little zoom. But anyway, I hope that doesn't happen because I don't even know if it would record if my computer just died. But anyway, <clears throat> first we're going to talk about uh, the Astros. The Astros' momentum has swung back a little bit, no pun intended. They are not uh, anywhere near as dominant as they were at that first uh, first little leg of the season. Right now they're fourth in the uh Fourth in their division, but they're only two and a half games behind, so it's it's still uh, it's still real tight. Uh, you know, as much as I like to joke with the speaker for sports guys about the Oakland A's, the Oakland A's are looking pretty hot, uh, but it's it's still tight. So I'm I'm not I'm not really too worried about it, uh, especially because it correlate like the dip in in performance correlated with uh, uh, the Astros getting hit with a. COVID, you know, little COVID outbreak. And what I thought was interesting is that at the very beginning of the season, they did postpone a series between the the Nationals and the Mets because of COVID re- reasons. And I guess that they're just really trying to avoid it unless they absolutely have to because I was like, well, why didn't the you know, why didn't the Astros get it? Uh and again, that that's not a very valid excuse because it's not like Every team's deal, not dealing with COVID or dealing with the injuries or dealing with the weirdness of the 2020-2021 season. But it, at least to me is reassuring that the as soon as that ended and we got the players back, we got Altuve back, the performance started going better or, you know, started swinging upward. So that is at least reassuring. Now, uh, in addition to some just a little bit of Astros talk, uh, on my podcast, No Redeeming Qualities, this week, we had Jesse Cole, who's the owner of the Savannah Bananas baseball team. It's out of the Coastal Coastal Plains League uh, out in Georgia. It is a semi-pro, like, summer college league, like an actual regulation baseball team. But in addition to that, they are a bit of a circus show in the offseason where they do kind of a Harlem Globetrotters-esque uh, version of baseball called Banana Ball. And he is, the dude is very fascinating. So actually, I'm just going to show a little a little clip from that episode. Uh, so you could just, he's an interesting guy. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, have you done anything like an Air Bud night? Like the rules don't say a dog, like the rules don't say a dog can't play baseball. 
So, so you're basically asking, do we have, a, uh, are we looking at getting a dog to play on our team? Yes, that is yes. more or less what I'm recommending. Is. Um, at this point, it's a hard no, but we have looked into monkeys. Uh, and that's and that's not a joke. We actually have looked, there's monkeys that can do some pretty cool things. My idea, I, I'd, love to have a, I'd love to have a ball monkey. So like literally like he, just, he climbs up the umpire and yes. just delivers balls to him throughout every inning. Like, and just like, here you go. And just delivers it I to was him. Having a, have, fielding an entire team of monkeys seems like that could end with disaster. That's completely entirely dangerous like savannah yeah. is taken over by a, a hostile a hostile team well, first of monkeys we're talking baseball about, bats the first question is species all right we're like what yes, are we talking about are we talking about capuchins or are we talking about chimpanzees and first of all chimpanzees are vicious beasts and i do not like them and second whoa capuchins are too small and a baseball flying out of a bat is gonna take out a capuchin monkey like nothing all right that's gonna turn a capuchin monkey into hamburger meat i'm not i don't want to see that happen i would pay to watch orangutans play a team of gorillas love to see a whole team of dunstans checking in yes because okay? i i imagine an orangutan could probably throw the ball pretty far they have like giant arms oh, yeah, they've got it, that. oh, oh they would be good at yeah. stealing bases just reach it out there yeah there, there's something there's something there I, I think because air bud is obviously based on a complete true story of, of dogs yes, doing that we all know that obviously because of the true story there there's opportunity for monkeys to be able to have the same skills it makes sense i think we should look into that should be our number one priority at this point. i would i would love to be a fly on the wall because i'm assuming you'd have to get some kind of a permit from the city in order to have monkeys involved i would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation i would 100 percent not get that permit and just do yeah. it <laughs> just <laughs> Is it is it truly better to ask for forgiveness than permission when it comes to releasing monkeys into a baseball stadium? I guess you're going to find out. The amount of fines that I used to get in this league for the things that we've done, like it is, it is. Yes, I, I think if you're not getting a fine, you're not doing anything great. So it's like, yes, I I, I think if we can get a fine there, it would be perfect. We need that story. So. Do you ever get called the man in the yellow hat from Curious George? Yeah, all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> where's George? <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm looking for him. You know, I get that all the time. So I'm not How trying to How many bananas do you eat? I want a morning, but I didn't eat any until I became the bananas, until we became the bananas. Now it's kind of like cannibalism, but I feel like I'm also embracing the brand. It's kind of confusing, but I'm in. I'm in on it. Do you have a lawyer on retainer? <laughs> yes, we have we have a very close relationship with our lawyer. <laughs> and I mean I mean very close. I mean he, he was one of the best men in my wedding, and that, that was on purpose. Like, it's he's, like he's our second baseman. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that was Jesse Cole of the Savannah Bananas. If you want to see that full interview, you can go to nrqpodcast.com or anywhere you can find the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. It was episode 190 called The Savannah Bananas. It's like He's, I, I just, like I said earlier, I think he's just a fascinating guy. I've got a thing for showmen and I, you know, it's kind of like almost a lost art in the, in the, in the days of social media, but, uh, I cannot wait to go to a Savannah Bananos baseball game. Uh, he, he took the, he's taken the show on the road and then COVID, you know, put a halt to that, but he's continue, he's going to continue the tour as uh, time progresses. So I hope he makes it out to my way. Cause I cannot wait to go try and catch a foul ball and get a player out. Because I don't know if that's the clip. I, I don't know what clip I was showing. But that's like one of the goofy rules of banana ball is that a fan can catch the foul ball and the player's out. And, you know, he even talked about, uh, well, now I'm for sure not going to show the, the foul ball clip because I'm talking about it. And he even talked about the first time they implemented that rule, like a fan of the bananas caught a banana ball 
or a banana player's ball and like ended the game and it was just like killed all this momentum and the fan like didn't know what he did wrong. It's it, it's ridiculous. It's great. He is desperately trying to make baseball interesting again, uh, make it exciting, target new gener- new demographics because. You know, I mean, you got to face the facts. A sport in which the median age is like, I've heard it as low as 54, as high as like 60-something. Neither of those, neither end of those parameters are are a good indication of a healthy sport. So, uh, you know, if things like this get more kids interested in it and wanting to play baseball, that's great. Because baseball is, a, you know, I get on my soapbox a little bit about American football. It's not really that safe, especially for children. So, you know, why not try and move every, you know, these kids into these different sports? Get them excited about baseball because it can be fun. It can be a fun time. It's just, you know, you got to change the sport. You can't have a culture where you can't have too much fun or you get hit with a fucking 97-mile-per-hour fastball in your fucking kidney, you know. That's just not conducive to a fun, welcoming sport. But anyway, anyway, enough about baseball. A little bit of Rockets talk. So... Since the last episode where I tracked uh, the what, what my win-loss predictions would be for the Rockets uh, versus the T-Wolves, I had said that the, the Rockets would go 1-3 and three and that the T-Wolves would go 1-3. I was actually correct about the Rockets. Uh, they lost to the Clippers. They lost to uh, the Nuggets. They actually lost to the T-Wolves. They, they went to head, head-to-head on Tuesday. And, uh, I, I had figured that was the one the Rockets would win, is the one they really needed to lose. But they, they lost to the T-Wolves. And then they, uh, they beat the Bucks last night. And so I didn't, of course, didn't get to watch the game because they're not putting the Rockets on any of the national broadcasts and it's blacked out my fucking area because I don't have the right sports package, which I can't even get. It's not like I'm cheap, which I am, but it's just... I. Don't have it as the fucking option. So anyway, and I know, stream. Everybody stream. I, I, The last time I tried to stream, my, my fucking computer got AIDS. So I'm just really hesitant to do it. And I'm also, I don't know, anyway. So uh, they they ended up beating the Bucks last night. So I went and I, I checked the recap and I thought, oh, did I, uh, maybe they are already pulling, you know, are they already pulling their, their starters? No, actually, uh, Antetokounmpo got... Uh, hurt it looks like in the first minute rolled his ankle uh coming down landing on all of all people kelly olenic's foot uh it doesn't doesn't look like it was anything intentional but um that's unfortunate because he was already kind of battling i, I think a, an ankle injury on on that exact foot so this just kind of re-aggravated that so hopefully he's good for the playoffs because just a little aside the the regular season this year's kind of kind of shitty just I guess because it's been a lot of anticlimactic games because of injuries or you know it was the other night there was a it was like a Nets Phillies matchup which should be a really good preview for hopefully a, a really good showdown in the you know the the Eastern Conference playoffs but then like the Nets just didn't play any of their starters either they were hurt or they were resting so it was like it took the national slot that night but everybody got to watch a bunch of the backup it just you know, and that's been kind of the reoccurring theme, like also with the the Lakers, a bunch of their players have been hurt. So I've just got this gut feeling the playoffs are gonna be fucking great. So it would it would really suck to see Giannis hurt. But anyway, uh 
So it was a mixture of uh, the Greek freak going down early in the game, and then Kevin Porter Jr. went the fuck off. He put up 50 points and 11 assists. Kelly Olenek, 24 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, that's a solid showing. So I think that was just kind of a perfect storm for uh, uh, for the Bucks. So, but anyway, the T Wolves in that time where I predicted they would go one and three, and they went three and one. They beat the Jazz in the, the little double headers they're doing because of the COVID travel restrictions and what have you. And 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 I even had this gut feeling when I made that prediction where I was like, they said statistically because this season they're doing these double headers just to reduce travel time for the players, which all things considered makes makes sense for this season. But they've noticed that there is a tendency to split the series that the team who loses the first time tends to win the second time because I guess they make you know it's so back to back they make adjustments. I don't know how how precise that is, but I had this gut feeling. I was like, you know what? I should I should say the Jazz are going to drop that second game and they drop both. So, that's not good for them, but uh I think they've already secured a pretty high uh, seed in the playoffs, so you know maybe it's not a priority. And then they uh, beat the Rockets, but then, sorry, yeah, and then they beat the Rockets, but then last night they lost to Golden State. So I was actually, uh, was I off on everything? Yes, I was. Was I off? No, no, no. I said that they would. Hold on. Was I wrong? You know, and I think I fucked up. Uh, I, I think because the. It didn't add up. the The records didn't add up. Hold on. No, no, no. They won. Okay, yeah. So I, I said they would they would beat the Golden State Warriors and uh, and they did. So it's it's good for us. I mean, it's good for the Rockets. It's not good for them. And uh, the Magic and the Magic and the Pistons are now neck and neck to be the bottom of the Eastern Conference. But we're so many games behind that uh, it's looking. It's looking good. It's looking good for that draft pick. So anyway, NFL draft, as of recording this, it's in between the first and the second round. Texans don't have either. Also, on top of that, I'm not much of a draft junkie. I just, I guess I don't watch much college ball, so I don't get, like, super excited about it. Um, But there's nothing to cover right now anyway. But what is exciting is that the sixth round, which is uh, tomorrow, there is (laughs) the Rockets, or the, I'm mixing up all my sports teams today. The Texans have three six-round draft picks, six, six, six. This is the H's for hell. I, I was like, that has to mean something. So I'm gonna dive deep next week into these this this evil trifecta of players, which it might be a little unfair to call them. They you know what I am calling them the axis of evil. These six, <laughs> these three six-round draft picks are gonna be the axis of evil, and I'm gonna track them through now to the offseason to see just what impact they make. Because remember, Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick. Maybe we'll get three Tom Brady's. I don't I don't anticipate that happening. So anyway, speaking of next week, yeah, I'm going to talk about the uh, the axis of evil, as they're going to be called. God, I hope we don't trade a pick or anything to, to, to fuck that up for myself, because it's already fucked. Uh, so anyway, next week, I'm going to talk about that. And then I think I'm going, unless something comes up big in, in baseball... I'm either going to talk about some of these new baseball rules like the three minimum three batter, um, the the minimum that a pitcher's got to face three batters before they can be pulled up on the lineup because there was a big incident this week where a player got uh, a pitcher got the yips and and was pretty much kind of a, you know it was a it was a it was a safety hazard to other players but they couldn't pull him because he had to keep pitching 
So I want to break that down, or I want to talk about this. The, the rule I really hate is the runner on second in extra innings. It's just so, sounds like banana ball, except banana ball is gimmicky and fun. And that's, anyway. Uh, so next week I might talk about that. I might talk about the Houston Sabercat season, because I have, I know not a lot of people list or watch rugby or even understand rugby, so I haven't really gone that deep into it, but next week, maybe I will, but then the week after that, I'm actually going to be out of town, so I'm going to record an episode ahead of time uh, about some some evergreen topic, I'm thinking my favorite Astros memories or Texans memories growing up, something like that, so if you have any suggestions for a topic like that, I'm going to need a couple of them, because Throughout the summer, there'll be a couple episodes I'm going to have to, to record ahead of time and uh, just some nice evergreen content to drop about uh, some Houston sports. So, yeah, I think that uh, first go around in two weeks, I'll, I'll, I might do my favorite Astros stories or maybe my favorite Rockets. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But anyway, I'm Zip, and this is The H is for Hell. Thank you for listening. Like what you heard? Check out more at nrqpodcast.com.